When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. And welcome to Jason and Alexis in the morning, live on my Talk 1071 and live streaming on a device near you. I'm Jason Matheson. Who's Alexis? Oh. Who's Alexis? Well, she's just about the best thing you could ever meet. Ladies and gentlemen, Alexis Thompson. Valid question. Valid question. Good morning, Fluffy. Good morning, Bunny. <laughs> Good morning, Holly Roberts. TGIF. Jason and Alexis. Well, happy Friday to all of you on this Friday, July 28th, 2022. Three. What? <laughs> sorry, sorry. Where are we? Who Where? are we? Wait. Why are we? <laughs> What's the frequency, Kenneth? What, what's that? what the? 20, 2023. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the day. Welcome to the weekend. Welcome to National Get Gnarly Day. Welcome Ooh. to National Hamburger Day. Hamburger. Welcome to National Milk Chocolate Day. Welcome to National Soccer Day. Welcome to National Talk in an Elevator Day. Welcome to National Water Park Day. Welcome to System Administrator Appreciation Day. Welcome to World Hepatitis Awareness Day. Welcome to World Nature Conservation Day. And welcome to your much needed coffee. Cheers. 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 Cheers, Queens. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm. Oh, that is just delicious. <sighs> it is absolutely delicious. Let me take one more. Yeah. Life mm. juice. Savor it. It's really good. I freaked mm. myself out this morning. What? How? What? Oh, there's a, was there a spider involved? No. Okay. So, Holly Robert, it's really Holly's fault. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Blame Holly. Holly. That's right. Blame Holly. It's really Holly's fault. And let me explain why it's Holly's fault. Mm -hmm. So uh, we mentioned, I forgot what day it was. It doesn't really matter what day it was this week. They all kind of roll in together. But one of our shows this week, we talked about the new trailer or or the trailer for the new Exorcist, uh, which is a, a sequel to the 1973 classic. Yeah. And then Holly, being a beautiful card catalog of a mind that she has for pop culture, pulls a card catalog card out of her mind, and she brings up The Exorcist 3. Did you watch it yesterday? So, (laughs) So Holly then proceeds to then bring up something that I hadn't thought about in years. And that is what, and now that I've, (laughs) <laughs> now that I've really researched it, 
I can say this. It's it's not being uh, it's not hyping it up too much. It, it, it what most horror movie fans and historians consider one of, if not the scariest jump scare in any psychological thriller or horror movie, because you can argue that the Exorcist movies really aren't horror films there. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and it's a scene that the director, Blatty, uh, expertly constructed. It's Lex. Now, have you ever seen, before I continue, Lex, have you ever seen this scene? No. Okay. In the commercial break, let me. I uh, thought well, I gonna, did, but I didn't. Okay. <laughs> Lex, I'm going to send you uh, the scene in the commercial. Okay. And then I want you to watch it. Okay. And then I'll, we'll get your reaction mm-hmm. on the other side. You need sound. Okay. Yeah. You make sure Lex. Yeah. Oh, thank you. That's right, Holly. Okay. Um, so this jump scare just to kind of explain it to you is just one shot. And now I know way more than I ever wanted to know about this scene. It's one several minute long shot. Lex, they had uh, uh, William Peter Blatty, the director just kept the camera still looking okay. down this hallway in this uh, older hospital. Okay. And the camera never moves. And you're following one, you're following a nurse, and everything is kind of white in this scene, except the nurse is wearing a red sweater. Brilliant. Because your eye is automatically, because of the burst of color, you're kind of fixated on her, and that's exactly what Blatty wanted you to do. So you're following her, and, and, and nothing extraordinary happens in this hallway for minutes. To the point where you're almost, where you're, and this is why you did it, you're starting to get real uncomfortable because there's no score mm. and there's little noise except for the tap, tap, tap of walking. And then the orchestrated, perfectly choreographed um, people. And when I say people, it's the nurse. And then there's a security guard. There's a police officer and maybe one other nurse way in the back that occasionally comes in and out of frame. And then they take you into a patient room because the the red the red nurse goes in this room and there is a jump scare. This patient jumps from his bed and scares the crap out of you. And it lets the air out of the balloon. This is this is where I think the brilliance comes in. You start it kind of resets the clock. So he scares you. So you're you're thinking all of that tension, Lex, is relieved. Yeah. So then the nurse comes back out. And something happens, and I'm not going to give it away because I really do want you to watch okay. your, your, your eyes <laughs> right like, now alone. Good morning. Did you think you'd be watching Exorcist 3 at no, 6 in the morning? not yeah. at no. all. Uh, but, so, we, we, we talked about this scene. Now, Lex, I'm sending it to you right now. Don't start watching it now because, like yeah. Holly said, you do need sound okay. to really uh-huh. have the effect. There it, you go, my yeah. love. I sent it to you. And okay, Alexis, in the break for yeah, sure. Yeah, you'll be able to complete the entire scene. During the commercial break, well, you know, well, most well, of you it. keep watching it. Yeah. I'll, we'll, we'll, Holly and I'll talk because yes. I really do want your reaction. Okay, watch it from tip to tail. Okay, okay, got it. So anyway, so that sets up. So uh, that got in my mind. So as we sometimes do. <laughs> oh no! As we sometimes do, I started getting fascinated with that scene because, like I said, I, I had not thought about it in a very long time. Oh yeah, it's fairly obscure. It is yeah, obscure. You have to be a fan of The Exorcist, probably. And the movie came out in 1990, and 
was okay, I guess. By uh, yeah, yeah, critic consensus, it's, it was okay. Yeah. Um. So I have now re- because I then went on the U- a YouTube vortex watching oh, yeah. watching several horror movie experts dissect the scene. <laughs> I have now watched it probably a dozen times, and every time it scares the living crap out of me. It freaks me out. And it also furthers my appreciation for the scene and for what the director did. Oh, my God. Well, it's it's just brilliant. I feel like we need to go back and watch the movie in its entirety. I, Holly, yes, I think I, I am do going we, to do, do that. Do we, though? I mean, yes, we do, Lex. We do. I mean, do we really need to? Guys? George C. Scott. <laughs> Is in this movie? Yeah. Jason Miller, father of J Jay- or Jason Patrick is in this movie? Yep. Oh. Wow. Yeah. So I normally this brings us to this morning. Yeah. I normally um sleep now because of our schedule. I sleep in a different room um than Colin. Yep. So you get it. And so I walk from the extra bedroom into our room, which is obviously pitched black and i really do mean that colin needs complete darkness we have blackout curtains in in our room so i go in our room and i'm walking in the dark to the bathroom in our room and i am i'm still thinking about this scene and something something happens in the scene where because it's sudden all i'm thinking about is that exchange So I'm now in the bathroom freaked out that my husband is possessed. Like all I'm thinking about is in the middle of the night, they've killed Colin, the Gemini killer and, or or the demon has taken control of Colin's body. Okay. And he's going to come into the bathroom while my, while I'm shampooing my hair and kill me. So this is in my mind. So now I need to (laughs) lock the bathroom door because I can't, because I can't comfortably shampoo my hair and and not see what's happening around me. So then I walk, oh. I shampoo my hair, I walk back out into our dark room, and as I'm walking to the door to escape, my heart starts to race because I'm in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. Unbeknownst to me, Dexter is behind me. Oh and I got <laughs> I got to the door and his nose went on my calf and Ooh. I yelped. Oh, because it's wet and cold. Ooh. And I, I yelped. I do not think I woke up, Colin. I went <gasps> like that <laughs> and I peed. I peed <gasps> like a little bit in my shorts Just and I'm not joking. Just a little dab <laughs> because I did not pee in the bathroom and I'm like, oh God, I got. I should pee before I go to work. Wait, when so you was, say you shampoo your hair, do you just wash your hair in the sink? Is the that sink. what you mean by that? In the sink. Gotcha. Okay. I'm I was sorry. Like, Why don't you just pee in the shower? No, I, <laughs> like I didn't shower this morning. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. No, I, I showered okay. yesterday. I went to the gym. I showered after the gym oh, yesterday. Oh, so. I see. Okay, that makes sense. Oh, can yeah. you imagine just washing your hair in the sink, Holly? <sighs> wow, Jace. Is that a luxury? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Live, you're, awesome. living, you're living the life. Yeah. Oh, okay. You yeah. can just shampoo it quickly uh, and uh-huh. on. Oh, I'll have to dissect hair. that later, but. Um, <laughs> Longer hair, you know. Yeah. But I peed. I there. I peed oh, my in my gosh. little running shorts. Like a little, now like not a lot, 
but I'm 48 and I just peed my pants. <laughs> yep. From The Exorcist 3. From The Exorcist 3. Oh, man. <laughs> and my dog. We've all yeah. been there, Jeez. It's the oh, worst. Oh, my God. When you're just so freaked out in your own home and you're thinking, gosh, I, and over a movie or something that you've seen like that that you know isn't real. Yeah. Oh. So there we go. Oh, man. Lex is going to watch this scene shorts, now. Right? I did <laughs> change underwear. my shorts. Yeah, I did change my shorts. Yeah. Uh, Lex is going to yes, watch the scene. Okay. And we'll talk about it on the other side. Oh, but first I got to tell you about GTR Roofing Inc. Yes, they helped with our roof issues that we had last year. I'm so grateful, especially with this winter. And now with this summer, woof, it's so hot. How's everybody doing? <laughs> you have some storm damage from the storms last week or, or maybe some hail damage, the intense wind. There's a lot of reasons why you need to call JTR Roofing. Now, roofing's in the name. They can help with anything. Installation, uh, shingles, all, all, the whole thing. But then on top of that, they can do siding. They can do gutters, decking, soffits and fascia, which, of course, is part of your roof, but also windows. So if you're having any issues in, with your exterior in those departments, give JTR Roofing a call. Locally owned and operated since 1992. Mention me or my talk for $1,000 off, off roofing, siding, or gutters. They also have a lot of experience with insurance. Get them out to help prioritize your projects. JTRRoofingInc.com. Welcome back. We're waiting on Alexis. Watching the scene from Exorcist 3. Don't be distracted. Turn the headphones down. You need to be totally engrossed. He's watching it. Uh-huh. Uh, what people consider to be the best jump scare of any horror movie. The Exorcist 3. The thing is, you you know, there's a lot of anticipation in this jump scare. And if you're sitting in a theater, if you were in 1990, as I was, as a teenager, mm-hmm. with my friend Michelle. Oh, hi, Michelle. Um, you're in the dark. The speakers are loud. And you, you've been sitting in that silence for about four minutes. <laughs> and then it happens. It freaks you out. Okay, Lex just watched it. <laughs> okay, so it's over. We just had Alexis watch it. What the? Uh, right? <laughs> I'm glad I let this off because I was like, ah! Oh my gosh! Right? Yeah, because it's such it's a, such a slow build. You're just like, yeah. oh, okay. She's hearing some like moaning and some like shuffling of things, and then oh, there's a police officer. There surely. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world, and the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe. Subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. She'll be okay. Which is a brilliant decoy. That really is. You know what I mean? There's a false sense of security there. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, so now I have I fully realized what was happening this morning when you were getting ready. When I when I peed. You're yes. thinking that that was called. Oh, now you the real? Nun, yeah, the nun with the pruning shears the was behind me. The reason for the tinkle. Yeah. The reason for the How season. How did you not soil both ends? Oh my god. Well, luckily I didn't have to poo, but yeah. Oh man. I'm sweating oh. a little bit. It's yeah. Again, my talkers. Now that she's seen it, now that oh. Alexa's seen it, uh, you sit there again for four minutes. Think yeah. about that in film time. It, and I, now that I've watched, I've watched so many YouTube videos. I guess the director of photography for The Exorcist Three really challenged William Peter Blatty, who, by the way, if that name is familiar. He wrote The Exorcist, and, uh, and he wrote this sequel and directed it. Um, when the uh, when the director of The Exorcist turned it down, uh, William Friedkin. But anyway, oh. uh, the director of photography argued with Blatty and said, "I think this is a little too long. Like audiences are going to get impatient just sitting on this one shot for four minutes." And yeah. he stuck to his guns, and I'm glad that he did because you do you. There is a perfectly choreographed people in the background, which in a horror film, if there are other people around, you think you're safe. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, there's a cop. Nothing's going to happen. Oh, there's another and, guy. That's great. Yeah. But then you just, I, it's brilliant, the sound. I'm glad you're saying you have to have the sound up because yes. it's just, it's almost nothing. You hear the little, you know, tapping, like you said. Yeah, the ambient squeaks of. Yeah, like the ice. Mm-hmm. And then the zoom and the loud, perfect little music cue. <laughs> which, what is that? <laughs> and there, there is a nun. Uh, I mean, this isn't a spoiler alert. You can go watch it on YouTube for a 30-year-old movie. But <laughs> yeah, wait, no spoiler alerts. Then there is a a figure in a white nun getup with pruning shears aimed at the nurse's head that charges toward... Oh, I'm getting chilled. Charging toward her. Mm-hmm. Right across from her little nursing station. And then you... you it's like you turn around and you see it just like coming towards you because at first you're like, what is that? Yeah. Oh. And, and I have. Do and we, how, we don't need to watch the rest oh, of this I'm, movie. I, I am going to rewatch this because I looked at Rotten Tomatoes. The crit, uh, You know, and this sometimes happens. The critical sentiment over this movie has grown over the years. The appreciation for this movie has actually grown over the years. Um and what I didn't realize, and now that I've watched 17,000 YouTube videos about it, and Holly, I don't know if you remember this, but this is how brilliant William Peter Blatty was in that scene. I, The killer in this movie, possessed by the spirit, the Gemini killer, is I guess every victim has an A name and an H last name hmm. or something like that. And the nurse identifies herself as Nurse Amy Hectorin or whatever to the patient that gives yes. you that first jump scare. I didn't pick up on that. And he did that on purpose to then warn you as the moviegoer. Watch out. Molly, you in danger, girl. You in danger. Because oh, that nurse had the A chilling. name and the, oh, yeah. And Exorcist 3 does that thing sometimes that the third movie in a series does, which completely skips over the sequel. Yeah, so, uh, so Exorcist oh. 2, if you saw that and you were oh. like, well, that's trash, 
Well, that Exorcist three takes place in a universe where that movie never really happened, or at least they just completely ignore it. The, oh, I see. The heretic, heretic. I think it's called. It was horrible. Uh, I didn't, yeah did not see it. But don't worry if you thought the movie was awful. Give Exorcist three a chance because it has nothing to do with it. No. And it's or not. <laughs> I mean, you know. No, I'm just kidding. Lex has had about as much huh. of the Exorcist 3 Holly as she's <laughs> ever going to have. Yeah. Just to see what leads up to this and what happens after. Is she, oh, God. Oh, there it is. Oh. I mean, think of nothingness to that. Yo, th- yeah. Alexis, you're right. Think of that audience. Oh, my. My talkers. Have- there's oh. nothing. I did post the scene that we're talking about on our show page at mytalk1071.com if you want to check it out. Oh, it's so good. When we come back, a little practice for our weekly trivia face-off. Stay with us, everyone. Oh, singing insects. I'm talking bees, wasps, a whole bunch of different things. You know, what's so great about working with Plunkett's Pest Control, Control is that if they are a buzz of concern around your home, you can rely on them for safe Stinging insect control. They'll remove wasp or bee nests with skilled technicians, knowledge, protective gear. Don't do this yourself, friends. It's not worth it. When you've got experts like Plunkett's who will come on out, they can do it on a one-time basis, or you can sign up for their annual program like I do, which is so great because I've had Patrick out now two, three times now, specifically for wasps, and that's just this year. So that's what's so great. You'll just be, get on a regular program. You call your technician. They'll come on out and take care of business. Um, or if it's just a one time, they've got you as well. So say goodbye to the dangers of DIY nest removal and call the experts. Plunkets.net, keeping pests in their place, not yours. Or you can head to mytalk1071.com and type in keyword pest. And now on Jason and Alexis in the morning, a message from our sponsor. From like the 70s or 80s. Saturday, Hooker goes to Chicago and teams up with Nookie of Miami Vice. But basically, Hooker, he's dead. Then, a special two hour love boat sets sail for the Caribbean with guests, Lana Turner and Menudo, all starting at 8, 7 Central tomorrow. Da, da, da. This has been a Jason and Alexis classic commercial. Da, da, da. We now return you to our regularly scheduled mediocre radio show. Holy crap, Lex! Did you hear that? Menudo's on the love hey, boat. That's right. And Very a special, nice. special Miami Vice TJ Hooker crossover. Holly, did you hear that one? Oh, oh my! I'm gonna goodness. put on my best pastels. Yes. I'm ready. Nice. TJ Hooker was a William Shatner show for all of you kids out there. It's called literally TJ Hooker. Anyway, welcome back. <laughs> Jason and Alexis in the morning live. And later on our My Talk app, Jace with Lex and Holly. Uh, coming up in our third hour at 830, it's our weekly trivia face-off. Powered by Trivia Mafia. Go to Trivia Mafia's social media for Trivia Mafia events all over the cities, including Wednesdays, hosted by Holly Roberts. That's right. Right. Uh, so check them out. We love them. Uh, we love working with them. Donna and Steve are our challengers today. Yeah. And the topic is songs of summer. And as we do to get our uh, brains ready, you know, we play word chain on Mondays to get our brains going for the week. Mm, yeah. 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 Sure do. Um, And 
on Fridays in, in the six o'clock hour, we we do a little practice round uh, of trivia to get our brains ready because it's been a long week and, and we're tired. Yeah. It's very very tired. Yeah. So where are we? Why are we? Oh, exactly. <laughs> Did it just has it been just zapping you? Oh my god! Oh. Whoa! I was like, yeah. I'm going to go on a walk. Yesterday, oh. and then I was like, I am not going on a walk. Holly, I had <laughs> right. that same conversation with myself, actually. <laughs> Turn that right back around. Yep. Colin texted. He goes, don't you dare go for a run. He goes, go to the gym. Go to the gym. Don't you dare go outside. I said, okay, fine. But yeah, because yeah, I did step outside. I'm like, it's just, it's gross. It wasn't, it was just oh. gross outside. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. Yep. Okay. I have some summer songs of summer. Practice questions. Okay. Holly and Alexis will work together. Figure these, some of these out. Okay. Are you ready? As ready as we're going to be. Exactly. I watched a lot of MTV growing up, Alexis, and oh. I listened to the radio. Yes. A lot. I used to sit next to the radio and make my mixtape. Oh, yes. Press and record, baby. We were doing that in other, uh, yeah. Yeah. Universes, I guess. Uh-huh. Same. Here we be. Okay. Number one. According to the song made famous by the Beach Boys, where would you find a little place called Kokomo? Come on, Alexis, this is your song. That's where you want to go to get away from it all. Where would you find it? Where? 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 Off the Florida Keys. That's it! Yeah! Off the Florida Keys! That's right. There's a place called Kokomo. That's where we want to go to get away from it all. I know it's not cool to like that song, but I love that song. Beautiful, you too. Just great memories. Singing it in the van with the fam. Practice trivia. Songs of Summer. Question two. What year completes the title of Brian Adams' Summer of... Adams. 69, baby. That's right. That's right. Summer of 69. I got my first real six string bird. We we may need two segments for this. Okay, here we go. (laughs) We need a lot of practice. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, here we go. In the song Summertime, when the living is easy, what are the fish doing? Oh. Mmm. Mm. Mm. Well, I don't think I we're only gonna... can think of the hook. She's here all week, yeah. everyone. She's here um, all week. The fish are swimming. The, um, yeah. Okay. I don't know. Sorry. Didn't yeah, know we, there was going to be Gershwin on this test. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, and the funny, my first thing went to Fresh Prince's summer. Yeah, yeah. same. You're no, talking it's... about the one before. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gershwin. Gr- yeah. Uh, summertime, the living is know. easy. The fish are jumping, and the oh. cotton is high. Uh, yes, okay. beautiful yeah. song. Yeah. Here we go. Complete these lyrics. Oh, when the sun beats down and melts the tar. Uh, na, 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 na. It's the drifters, by the way. Uh, na, na, na. Under uh, the boardwalk, <laughs> oh, the sea. Oh, when the sun beats down and melts the tar. Summer day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go with it. 
Final answer. On the tar on Highway 62. On 394. Under the boardwalk. <laughs> Shoot, what is it? I don't know. On the tar on the... Get it, Alexis. Okay. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Up on the roof. Up on, up on the roof. On the tar, up on yeah. the roof. Oh. Okay. It's okay. all right. Whoops. Here we go. What? Which surf sound song wasn't made famous by the Beach Boys? Okay. Here we go. Okay. Surf and Safari, the little old lady from Pasadena, Mm. Good vibrations or good vibes? Mm. Well, it's a little old lady from Pasadena because yeah. that's Jan and Dean, baby. What? That's right. Yeah! There we go. Yeah. Here we go. In his hit song, not only was school out for summer, it was out completely. Who sang that? School. Oh, is it um? School's out for summer. Yeah, Alexis. It's Alice Cooper. Yeah, it sure is. That's right. It's Alice Cooper. That's good. You guys are doing well. Oh. We're doing practice summer oh, songs this summer. <laughs> but uh, no, no, Lex, we're, we're you're, actually, you're actually doing really well. Yeah. Yeah. You know all those lyrics to Kokomo. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me stick with the Beach Boys. Here we go. Put that on your resume. How many times do the, Beach Bo- do the Beach Boys appear on Billboard Magazine's top 30 summer songs? One, four, or six? Oh, heck. Okay. Big? Um, well, well, let's think. How many summers top did summer the Beach Top summer songs. How many songs did the Beach Boys have? That you said, now, would these be songs? Uh, I'm asking follow-up questions. Top 30 questions. summer songs. Top 30 top summer th- songs. I'm going to go with a nice... Four? Four what were our six. options? One, four, One six. four, six. Four, yeah. Going with four? four. Okay. Yeah! yeah. Okay, yeah. Surfing Safari, girls. Surfer Girl, California Girls, uh-huh. and Surfing USA. All oh. right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay, here we go. Who created the original version of Wipeout? Oh. Jan and Dean, Mungo Jerry, or the Surfaris? It's the Surfaris. Boom! Final answer. Ooh, okay, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you sure you have okay. to host it? I mean, can you just join us? Seriously, can, <laughs> can we, we switch roles this host? week? Yeah. No, Alexis, I, I'll host this oh, time. Well, no, 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 we need you, you too, no. James. No. Now, I want to tell you about this Trivia Mafia Songs of the Summer edition that these are not songs necessarily about summer, but these are songs... That are, you know, there's always a big hit in the summer. Oh. You know, there's always like, you know, this was the soundtrack of my life in the year 2001 when I was making out somewhere somewhere in an undisclosed location. But there might also be questions about the Beach Boys. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Oh, I mean, oh, that's mm-hmm. a big hint right there. Mm, that's Jason. your big hint. Ooh, oh. mm-hmm. it's getting okay. hot in her. It, it, mm-hmm. it's, that it's, was a song it, of summer, wasn't it? I, I, I don't. Oh, it's getting hot in here. So hot. I, I just remember it, yeah, it in the summer. And yes, we were getting down. Well, see, that's what we're talking about, Alexa. That kind of stuff. That, that okay. kind of stuff. Okay. 
Oh, you I know. picked the wrong type of questions for our practice. I apologize. Hey, but oh, we're well. crushing it. Alexis knows Kokomo, man. You do, yeah, Lex. I mean, you are all. You are. You are humping the leg of Kokomo girl. Yeah, you are. You are just. <laughs> like, we listen to it all the time. Oh, that song was foisted onto an entire generation, multiple yeah. generations, because that song guaranteed there are many of you listening out there who had to sing Kokomo by the Beach Boys in your middle school choir. Oh yeah. yes, yep. And didn't we We're love every second? <laughs> And we claimed it in Indiana for the most. Yeah, no, no. Was it your we high cl- school song? No, there was a Kokomo, Indiana. There's oh, a Kokomo, right. Indiana. Yeah. Oh, spelt the same way too. Huh? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, tragically, Ryan White was uh, in oh, Kokomo. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, but yeah, Kokomo, Indiana. So we thought we were special. It's like no, we're just Indiana. Yeah, but then Kokomo, Indiana, totally embrace it the way that towns do, where they're like, we're gonna have Kokomo days. Um, we're going to invite no. a Beach Boy cover band. Okay, no. that's what I would have done. Kokomo, Indiana I... is what you would expect. Just, okay. Just go with that. All right. Not, <laughs> what you're saying is it's not off the Florida Keys. <laughs> no, it's not off the Florida Keys. <laughs> Register to win prizes and listener rewards. Rewards. You can win tickets to an all-new Golden Girls play at Pantages Theater or see Nikki Glazer at Mystic Showroom. Plus... Tickets to see Jersey Boys at the Chanhassen Dinner Theater or passes to the Minnesota Children's Museum. Get registered and start winning. How? All you have to do is go to mytalk1071.com. Alexis is going to have the very latest on the latest casualty of the strike in Hollywood. And that's the Emmys. Whoa, 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 what? She has a story just ahead. Plus, uh, I didn't get to this yesterday. Mattel is seeing dollar signs with Barbie, and as companies do, they want to go back to the teat, that poor cow. They want to milk that cow, girl, until that teat just falls right off. We'll oh. see what I mean coming up oh, in a minute. Yeah, sure do. I'm, yep. You're right. That's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Jason and Alexis in the morning, right here on My Talk, uh. everything entertainment, everything Aquanet hairspray. Ooh. There we go. Holly, do you need a little bit more? <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> oh. There we go. Lex, one nope, a little No, nope, natural for me. Nope, nope. Can't do it. Okay, I'm gonna, Not today. I gotta get I'll have my private. frizzies. I got to get the privates. Hold on. Ooh, sticky. Ooh, that's a nice faux hawk you got going there. Thank you. Thank you, Holly. I appreciate that. Oh, um, okay, so what's happening with the Emmys? <laughs> the primetime Emmys was originally slated to take place September 18th, but as Hollywood strikes... They have delayed the ceremony, which makes sense. It's the 75th annual. And, uh, yeah, they wanted to do it. It's in L.A. Um, but no one's going to show up. So, I mean, it's kind of smart well, of them not to. They're not They're not allowed, to, even if they did it, right? There's restrictions. Oh, yeah. I mean, on right? top of all yeah, of okay. it. Right. On top of that. But, yeah, the creative activ- arts... Um, of activities. I'm thinking the state fair. <laughs> Sorry, Creative Arts Emmys, uh, originally slated September 9th and 10th. No dates have been announced, um, but they're thinking, who knows? I still think it's going to go beyond this, but January 2024 is um, what they're aiming for. Um, yeah. So there you go. We won't have it. Uh, we're not going to have a lot. For a long time. No, I hope you're hoarding television shows. Uh, there's an rationing for the winter, like back in the day. Yes. Seriously. Like you're in a safe room 
uh, or you're in an episode of The Walking Dead, save those mm-hmm. meat sticks. There's, I read, <laughs> I skimmed through this article. I don't know if you two saw it. If not, it's good. It's good reading. It's good reading to kind of understand a little bit more, uh, another layer of what's happening as far as streaming residuals. Uh, what some of the, the the big sticking point, which is streaming residuals, it kind of explains it. Deadline.com has a, they call it a must read. It's the title of the article. Uh, Inside the battle for a new streaming residuals model, data, transparency, and a fight for power. And that power, though it sounds very dramatic, that power is transparency in the data. Yes. I mean that is the that is the spine of the book. The streaming companies do not want to give any viewership numbers. No, well, and so they have to pay more. Yeah, and if we do give viewership numbers for streaming shows, even whenever you know in a dirt alert update, where I'm getting those numbers from are the streaming services themselves. So inherently, then you <laughs> right. have to trust. <laughs> The call is coming from inside yeah, the house. Exactly. You, have to, you have to trust that. And, and, you know, at this point, it's very clear that we need a third party who is able to take that data and share with everybody. Yes! Was, people lie about their numbers all the time! What? Remember that, friend, remember that Friends episode? <laughs> Guys add how many women to yes. who they've slept with and women, it's, it's less or, or whatever. Three, yeah, I think, yeah. right? Or maybe it's more. But yes, it's true. That's what happens. Between that and a residual model for streaming and time off. This is, I got the visual of a ball of rubber bands. A giant ball of rubber bands that has to be taken apart. Mm -hmm. Because, and there is so many layers to this onion that it's going to take a very long time. And I, this article asked, well, let me, let me read you the very last paragraph here. Cause I went to bed with this paragraph in my head and the exorcist three, baby, you had a long Girl, night. Please. Yeah. <laughs> here we go. Uh, the last uh, part of this is called the dirty secret. Um, when Netflix accelerated the race, uh, the race from a, from away from linear television, every studio followed suit in an attempt to keep up with the Joneses. But that shift was too fast, and the studio's business models couldn't keep up. With the introduction of Apple and Amazon in the streaming wars, it puts legacy studios like Disney, Warner, Discovery, and NBC Universal at even more of a disadvantage. Uh, an industry insider said, quote, the dirty secret of streaming is nobody's profitable except for Netflix. The problem with the with the guilds asks is that they're saying, hey, you unprofitable business. One day you're going to be profitable and you should share profits with us. And the studios are saying, well, we're unprofitable. And based on what you're asking, it's going to be harder to be profitable. The less likely it is we're going to be profitable, the less likely it is we're going to stay in this business. Uh, The article continues, although it seems the studios are betting on streaming more and more by the day, if anything is clear, it's that this new era 
will continue to be less lucrative for all involved. None of these businesses are going to look like what linear television used to look like. None of these businesses are going to be able to deliver the types of revenue that syndication used to deliver to directors and actors. The expert goes on. The difficult question for Hollywood right now is whether the leadership that's in place right now, the guys and gals who are really competent in managing studios and linear networks and theme parks, are they the right people to solve that problem? I think that the uncomfortable truth that's emerging from this standoff is that they may not be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't read an article in the 14 days, 15 days since both strikes started happening that so succinctly put into one, two, three paragraphs the overarching umbrella situation that we find ourselves in. Yeah. And that does it for me. Mm. And I love Iger. I hate it. I hate Zazov. But I don't know if these people. Even after the stuff that he said. Yeah, I don't think in, in industry. I read another article about Bob in the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, what did he uh, say? He absolutely stepped in in, in a lot of poo. Yeah, uh, PR wise, he knows better. He made these statements that the the the, and I'm paraphrasing that the guilds asks were unrealistic. He made that may be true to him, but the the optics. He made this. He did this interview at like a billionaire's retreat. Yeah, he did it, it at Sun Valley. It was like, yes. okay, honey, come on. <laughs> but so there I will bust on him. But I will say even creatives that are mad at him for that, that were interviewed for this rather critical piece in the journal, said that what bums them out is they know Bob's a good guy. If anybody's on creative that has been great with creatives, it's Iger. However, Iger's from a different era. He's from the linear television era. He may not, even my buddy may not be suited to unravel this ball of rubber bands. Yeah, well, allegedly the one thing he is going to be doing might be selling off the TV part of Disney. What? Or Disney entirely to Apple. Yeah. He talked to Steve Jobs about that. I when In Iger's book, he it, it never went beyond one meeting, two meetings. But yeah. Disney could be sold entirely to Apple. That is a possibility, though. So, wow. Our second hour begins right after this.